Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And I'm going to tell you, I'm a Nintendo fan. I'm a Nintendo fan from way back from the original NES all the way through the current system, the Nintendo Switch. I think they're one of the best software developers on the planet. Me and my family enjoy a wide variety of their output. And yet, if you've played the Nintendo Switch, you know that even when it launched, it wasn't up to snuff in terms of power when compared to things like the Xbox and the PlayStation. And that's okay because Nintendo doesn't need it. They can get away with certain art style choices that allow for a lower resolution. And that's all well and good. But the Nintendo Switch is now years old and we have a next generation of consoles set up. And we have Nintendo games that actually push against the hardware that they themselves have put out there that prohibit good performance on even their own games. And so when rumors of a Nintendo Switch Pro began to circulate about a year ago, but as we see in this Bloomberg article that I've pulled up more consistently in the last few months, it was something that I think a lot of people were excited about. I've pulled up a March 4th article from Bloomberg entitled Nintendo Plans Switch Model with Bigger Samsung OLED Display. And I think this was the first of the really concrete rumor type articles that Bloomberg put out there in which they said, Nintendo company plans to unveil a model of its Switch gaming console equipped with a bigger Samsung OLED display this year. Hoping the larger touchscreen can prop up demand in time for the holidays, people familiar with the plan said. Now I've highlighted that phrase in red because in virtual legality, as we always say, take anonymous sources with a full grain of salt. If somebody's not willing to go on the record with something, then you have to discount what it is that they say. But Bloomberg isn't just some random blog post from some Redditor or 4chan person that's commenting out of their garage. This is a real publication that has some reputation on the line when they go out with these things. They say the Samsung Display Company will start mass production of 7-inch 720p resolution OLED panels as early as June, and that Nintendo has stayed mum, saying in February that his company has no plans to announce a new Switch anytime soon. So for those of you at home who are responding to soon, you should note that Nintendo doesn't think that the difference between February and July is quote-unquote soon. Now, you can differ with that. Reasonable minds can in this space, but suffice it to say, Nintendo wasn't ready to announce anything with respect to hardware back in February, and as it turns out, on July 6th, today, they are ready to announce that. Now, Bloomberg Intelligence then said, in terms of analysis of the stock price, the release of a more premium version of Nintendo Switch console with an OLED display and support for 4K graphics for the holiday 2021 selling season could drive the company sales above consensus. Now, as you might have noticed, there's a reference here to 4K graphics. Where is that coming from? Well, if we scroll further down in this particular article, we see that there's a couple of things happening. Nintendo decided to go with rigid OLED panels for the new model, the people said, these anonymous sources that are giving this information to Bloomberg, a cheaper but less flexible alternative to the type commonly used for high-end smartphones. The latest model will also come with 4K ultra-high-definition graphics when paired with TVs, they said. The same people that leaked this information about the OLED panel. That could intensify a long-standing complaint of developers, Bloomberg is editorializing, who have struggled with the difference in resolution between handheld and TV modes and now face an even bigger gap between the two. Keep that in the back of your head because that could explain at least part of what we wound up seeing today. But suffice to say, Bloomberg, early March, 
goes out with a paragraph like this. They also, a little bit later on that month, go out with quotes like the following. Nintendo Co. plans to adopt an upgraded NVIDIA Corp chip with better graphics and processing for a new Switch model planned for the year-end shopping season, according to people familiar with the matter. The new Switch iteration will support NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling, or DLSS, a novel rendering technology that uses artificial intelligence to deliver higher fidelity graphics more efficiently. And we wouldn't hear about it for a little bit of time, and then Bloomberg would come back in May, saying Nintendo Company plans to begin assembly of its new Switch as soon as July, and release the upgraded replacement for its four-year-old game console in September or October. Again, these people familiar with the matter said. Bloomberg's got a source at Nintendo, or at NVIDIA, or at Samsung, or at all three, and they're leaking information to this particular platform, and they are sending it to us. Now, you'll note when they say Nintendo is going to start production of this in July, that's when, as a company, you lose a little bit of ability to keep things secret. So you might announce it in early July when you're about to go into production because chances are things are going to leak out anyway. Bloomberg would double down again on not just the OLED display, but also the performance increase, stating on May 26th that the Switch Maker's response to Sony and Microsoft will be to upgrade its flagship console with a 7-inch Samsung Display Co. OLED display and faster NVIDIA Corp graphic silicon, making it capable of 4K output when docked to a TV. And that's the most significant rumor. So as we talk about what Nintendo announced today, they did announce a new Switch. We might refer to it as the Switch Pro, which is how these rumors went around, talking about a Switch Pro because the upgraded iterate calculations done by Xbox and PlayStation were both kind of pro concepts. PlayStation 4 Pro was that mid-generation upgrade for the PlayStation. So Pro just kind of stuck around. We also saw in the Washington Post in June, comments from Nintendo that basically said, hey, we're looking at technology, but we're not ready to announce any hardware. We are always looking at technology, said Doug Bowser, and how technology can enhance gameplay experiences, but it's not technology for technology's sake. It's how specifically can technology enhance a gameplay experience. And then where do you apply that technology? Do you want it to apply on current existing hardware or platforms, or do you want to wait for the next platform. And then what's the right gameplay experience with that? There's a host of factors that goes into it, and it's something we're always looking at. And then we get into the rhetorical and existential question, what is this thing that Nintendo announced today? Is it that next platform? Is it something different? What it definitely is, is a substantial hardware shift and about half of what Bloomberg reported on. Here at Video Games Chronicle, VGC, Nintendo Switch Pro is officially announced as the OLED model. In an announcement video published on Tuesday, the company confirmed that the new model will release on October 8th, the same day as Metroid Dread, a game in their Metroid series, in two color sets, white and red slash blue, for $349.99. So it's a pricing increase as well as a performance increase, or at least more specifically, a hardware increase. Nintendo Switch OLED model has a similar overall size to the standard Nintendo Switch system, but with a larger 7-inch OLED screen and features a wide adjustable stand for tabletop mode. If you saw the video, you saw the Switch, when it was originally announced, had a tiny little stand that broke off, I think, within days of letting my family handle it. And it was always a poor design choice. And now they've got a wide stand, and that's great but also neither here nor there for people that already own a Switch. A new dock with a wired LAN port, an Ethernet port, 64 gigabits of internal storage instead of 32, and enhanced audio for handheld and tabletop play. Now, if you're keeping track at home, 
That's an OLED screen that's slightly bigger, a bigger plastic stand on the back, an ethernet port, a doubling of storage, and a new speaker, something that makes audio better. What you won't see, however, is any mention of 4K resolution support or increased hardware power. And according to Nintendo's hardware specs for the OLED model, it will not be able to output a resolution higher than 1080p docked and 720p portable, which is the same as previous Switch systems. And in case you thought maybe you were potentially getting better battery life, that might still be the case, who knows? But Nintendo doesn't think so. As you can see here, battery life approximately four and a half to nine hours, charging time approximately three hours. And if we click over to the Switch original recipe, battery life approximately four and a half to nine hours, charging time approximately three hours. So for a $350 purchase price, not that much less than a PlayStation 5, if you can find one, you are getting a slightly better and bigger screen, a new speaker, an ethernet port, and 64 gigabytes of storage. And Nintendo would then verify that there are no other major internal changes. New hardware does not feature more powerful components as had been expected. Or as they quoted to VGC here, Nintendo Switch OLED does not have a new CPU or more RAM from previous Nintendo Switch models. So I wanted to bring this up to you all because I think it's easy to get excited about these things. It's exciting to think about new generations of hardware if you are a core gamer, if you like to see performance enhancements because they enhance your gameplay experience. I love Nintendo software, as I said at the top of this video, and yet Nintendo is releasing games like Age of Calamity, which got one of the pole position spots in its E3 presentation for the expansion pass that is coming out this year, and I want to like this game. I generally like these kinds of Dynasty Warrior-esque games. I think they've done a good job theming it to Hyrule, to The Legend of Zelda, and Breath of the Wild specifically. And yet, its frame rate is so swimmy, is so all over the place, that I put it aside and said, well, they must be planning some kind of hardware upgrade because you wouldn't release something like this, a flagpole release, using one of your major franchises, highlight it in multiple press conferences, and then let its performance be like this. Of course, I could be wrong because places like IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 with only a note that says something along the lines of, while Age of Calamity generally feels fast and responsive, the frame rate can vary a bit, which I think is a pretty substantial understatement for actually playing this game on the fly. And yet, I can't really blame Nintendo from an economics perspective, from a business perspective, which is usually the angle we take here in virtual legality, from saying, hey, we think the market will bear the price increase. We don't have to actually increase performance because the Switch is flying off the shelves. But also, as a gamer, I look at it and say, you're holding yourselves back. You're hitting these issues on your own titles. And Nintendo doesn't develop Age of Calamity, so we have to make that clear on the, on the whole, but they do help development. They are, of course, protective of their brand. And on these capstone titles, their Switch can't run them effectively. And so I looked at it and said, of course, they're going to upgrade this hardware pretty soon because it was already not too terribly strong when the Switch launched, and now we're years on. And yet today, no internal change, just a screen change. And I'm left wondering not just about Age of Calamity, but about Breath of the Wild 2, heck, Splatoon 3, anything else that Nintendo might want to release because it's getting further and further in time and their developers and just expectations of gamers in general are for bigger and better games. And I'm not sure the Switch can support it. So I look at this and say, what happened here? 
right? What happened where we've got Bloomberg, a reasonable platform to give out this type of information, having multiple articles in which they say there's going to be a new chipset. We're talking about 4K iteration. There's another article I didn't even quote here that leaks that Nintendo is asking some of their developers to prepare for 4K output. And yet today we have an announcement where there are no improvements to the hardware. There's a bigger screen that doesn't ultimately matter if you wind up mostly playing it docked as we do in Hogue House. And your experience will definitely differ from any other given Nintendo Switch owner when you're thinking about how you use it. But how do you get from there to here? And I think the answer is multifaceted, right? When we're talking about these things, one thing we have to keep in mind is, of course, the pandemic. If you are at all in business or even just tangentially related to anybody that's trying to put together any kind of technological piece of hardware and then get pieces of that hardware shipped from multiple locations, made into a final product and shipped out to you, you'll know that the logistics pathways in the world, the technological sourcing of things that are going to go into a switch, including potentially a new NVIDIA chip or anything else, is let's call it problematic right now. So if you're evaluating things internally, you're looking at rapidly shifting margins and margins that you might not even know what they will be by the time the holiday shopping season comes around. And if you can source OLED screens more easily than you can source chipsets, well, then maybe you take this half measure. And if you go and you read this Bloomberg article, which I will, of course, link in the description, you'll see references to the fact that the OLED panel price is lower than it used to be. Why? Because of oversupply that this was something that Bloomberg identified, and I can't tell you whether they're accurate or not in that identification, but that they identified as available, a piece of hardware and technology that in 2021 was oversupplied and that Nintendo probably didn't have the same difficulty in getting in order to make this OLED model. But you do sit back, and if you're a Nintendo fan, you look at the games that are coming out, you look at the games that you want to be awesome, and you say, well... I would have expected them to have that $350 price point, that upgraded price point with a substantial increase in what my experience with their platform would be. And the fact that they're skipping out on that, I think is a little bit more substantial than some folks on the internet are giving credit for. I looked on my social media and elsewhere and saw a lot of people kind of defending Nintendo and saying, well, they might not be able to find the chips and hey, switches are selling out anyway, so what's the point in even upgrading this? And I look at that and I say, I get that. We can look at it from the business's perspective. We can say, hey, Nintendo can maybe defend this. Incremental change is something that they can justify with their bean counters and their financial folks, and that's fine. We aren't Nintendo. We aren't their bean counters. We aren't their financial folks. So we can look at it a little bit differently. And the main problem, the last thing I'll leave you with on this, is that this was the window. I tweeted out the primary issue I have with this announcement is not that Nintendo can't do what it wants, not that most people aren't going to be happy. I still love my Switch. I'm still going to buy games on my Switch. I've been waiting now for what feels like a couple years to upgrade that. I would pay Nintendo money to do it, and they don't want to offer it to me. That's fine. But that this was it. This was the window. Switch is very popular. They could do a moderate increase in power that could really have performance impacts on the software that they want to run on their system, and they chose not to do so while simultaneously changing the hardware profile of their product. They're going to have to make a different product to support this OLED screen. It's a different switch in terms of manufacturing, and yet it won't get an increase in internals. It won't get an increase in performance. You won't be able to play anything better on it. It just might be brighter and a little bit bigger, and only if you're playing it separate from the dock. Or as I said here, I don't know if and when Nintendo's plans changed. I can see the Bloomberg reports. I can see the people reporting on those things. Certainly logistics sourcing and margins are at issue. 
But the result of all this is simply this. And this, this is why I'm disappointed when I see things like this. The hardware is inadequate for what you want to do with it. Not what we want to do with it. You've managed a switch now for years, but even the stuff that you want to put on it, your hardware is inadequate. And now, after having announced this without an improvement, is unlikely to be changed for really a number of years. The question you have to ask yourself is, okay, they're announcing this model, the OLED switch for $350. What are the realistic chances that there's another switch model with another hardware parameter set released next fall, released next year at all in 2022. I think that's vanishingly low. I could be wrong because nobody can predict what Nintendo is ever going to do, as is the case with today's announcement. But I look at this and see a set of internal hardware specifications that have been locked in for at minimum a couple of years. And I find that to be disappointing. Not because I have any issue with Nintendo, not because I have any great love for Sony or Microsoft above them, but because I wanted to see better performance. I wanted to see better products. I was ready to pay money for those things. And Nintendo said, hey, no, we think our blue sky, blue ocean, however you want to describe it, approach is going to be just fine. We're going to sell these with different screens and everybody's going to be happy come Christmas time. I very much hope they're right because I want to see Nintendo succeed. I want to see more games from their software development side of things. But for me, I know I'm not going to buy it. And I have a question. Will you, especially if you already own a Switch, are you interested in purchasing this version of the console? Because I am having difficulty imagining how many people are willing to shell out $350 for a speaker, an Ethernet port, and a bigger and brighter screen. Thank you for checking out this video. If you like this, we're talking about the business and law of video games, technology, pop culture all the time. We've got a Patreon you can check out to support the channel. Or if you just want to subscribe, ring the bell, upvotes, downvotes, leave a comment, do all the things that YouTube likes and tell your friends that we're having these conversations, I would very, very much appreciate it. If you caught it on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.